Hello and welcome to this bonus episode 185 of the Filmmakers Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk filmmaking from indie film to studio films and everything in between. How to get them made, how to make them and how to try to effort in a very, very humble opinion. I am Giles Alderson. I'm a writer, director and a producer. And The Dare is being released on Monday in the UK. Fuck yeah! Anyway, uh, we are here for this very special bonus edition of the Filmmakers Podcast because... Last week, well this week, Tuesday, gone, we released the episode with Caroline Goodall and her feature film, Debate of Silence, which is her writing and producing debut. Obviously she's a well-established actress, being in films like Schindler's List and Hook and many, many, many others. So, if you've listened to that, thank you so much. It means the world. But today, we have with us Klaus Bang. He is the brilliant actor from movies such as The Square girl in the spider's web and tv such as the affair and he was the lead in dracula he was bloody dracula himself ladies and gentlemen on the bbc adaptation that has just been on your telly boxes klaus bloody bang klaus bang he's here he's with you he's in your eardrums right now well very soon he's not now i mean he's not in the room with me he's not in my loft now recording this myself and robert recorded with klaus at the same time as we recorded with caroline and we were going to put it together as one long call mixing between the two episodes but caroline was brilliant i talked so much information that was like let's make her her own episode and now this is the bonus episode with klaus now klaus he talks about some amazing things. He talks about working with directors, his career, um, especially come from a Danish background and how he had to build that up. He talks about the Bay of Silence, how he liked the script, how he worked with Caroline and Paula van der Aus, the director. He talks about the difference between film and TV and producing and what he looks for in a script, what he looks for in directors as well, and also the difference between hero and villain roles. And he touches on the film The Northman, the new Robert Eggers film that he is starring in and filming right now. Uh, Robert Eggers, if you don't know, is the director of The Witch and The Lighthouse. And obviously The Northman, which means he likes his films with the in the title, as do I with The Dare. (laughs) It's out on Monday, by the way, in case you didn't know. So this bonus episode is for you in your eardrums, for the actors out there. This is wonderful for you to hear. For the filmmakers out there, it's wonderful to hear how Klaus does work with directors and producers and why he chooses scripts. Um, some of our previous episodes, if you are an actor and you are listening to this for the first time, we have some amazing episodes with people like Stu Bennett, um, with Scott Adkins, with Mark Strong, with Timothy Spall, Olivia Moyles, Kevin Leslie, Katie Sheridan, um, Dominic Brunt, uh, Emily Mortimer. The list goes on. Go to thefilmmakerspodcast.com and just search their name or put in actors and you will find actors if you want more of this. If you're a director, have you listened to the Zachary Adler episode who made Courier um, with the Olga Kurilenko starring who also stars in The Bay of Silence? Have you listened to that episode? Or why not the episode with Fernando Moreles, um, who's the director of City of God and The Two Popes recently. Tom Cullen, who's also an actor, but he comes on to talk to us about uh, directing his amazing debut feature, Pink Wall. Um, Ray McCormack, who directed Village in the Woods. These people, there's loads of them. There is so many episodes for you filmmakers. I can't list them all. 
There's 185 of these bastards we've done now for three bloody years. More? Fuck, I don't know how long we've been doing this for. Anyway, there's so much, so much filmmaking knowledge for you. So if you like this in any way, thank you so much, by the way, for listening. Uh, Do go on iTunes and give us a nice review. But go and listen to some of these others. Because your filmmakers or your actors or your producers, your creatives, you want to know more. And there is so much for you to glean and garner from all these podcasts. And obviously I can't promote them or talk about them all the time. So just go searching. Dive in. Dive into what you like. And I really appreciate those who have given us love on, on the Caroline Goodall episode. Of course it's amazing. The Bay of Silence is an amazing film. If you haven't watched it already, go watch it now. It's out now. It's just come out through Signature Entertainment. Amazing just the wealth of this information it blows me away I love it I love doing this so much so when you retweet anything when you give a nice review when you just write oh that's a great episode whatever it is honestly it warms my cockles to the bottom of my heart so if you're feeling generous you're feeling nice do that and you'll know that I will smile and it will mean a lot to me um, but, I, but obviously you're, you're listening to this because you do want to make a difference and you want to strive to that goal you want to strive to the goal which is what? So if you're a screenwriter, you want to keep writing. If you're a producer, you want to keep looking for that great script. If you're a director, right, you want to keep working hard to achieve your dream, right? So basically, keep learning. Um, whatever you're doing now, read the books, do listen to the podcasts, um, and make your film, because that's what you want to do. You want to be that filmmaker. If it's your first or your 21st, it doesn't matter, because you have to go make that film. What are you doing about it? You, what are you doing now to make your feature film? One thing you're listening to this, great. What's the other things you're doing? Actors, what are you doing to move forward with your career? Think about it. How can you do that? What is your step? What are you going to do to make that feature? Are you just talking about it? Are you watching too much TV? Are you, you know, far too much Netflix during this lockdown? I've been creating I've been writing and I don't want to show off I'm not doing any of that shit I'm just saying I've been proactive I've been pulling people in I've been finding the right collaborators to go come on let's go make something what can we do now it's so important to do that as a filmmaker um, and it has to be an obsession you have to be obsessed with this because no one's going to give it to you on a silver platter no one's going to say hey Giles look here's another film Giles here's 10 million go make a film it doesn't happen you've got to be banging on doors you've got to be making those doors open you have to what have you got to show for yourself if they do open are your projects ready have you done the vision packs have you done your director's reel have you done a rip reel have you done a mood reel all these things you need to have ready You need to know your script inside out. You need to know how you're going to make it. And I tell you what, it's a shit ton of work. And I tell you what, it can be really frustrating. But if you do all that, it's more likely to happen for you. It really is. You have to get into the right mindset. People work hard. Those filmmakers you know, you hear about, Robert Eggers I mentioned, he works hard. Of course he does. It doesn't come easy. You have to think of all the directors, producers, writers, actors you can name. You think any of them got it easy? No, they didn't. They worked their asses off. Look, I, know, I understand we've got to bring money in. I understand that. We've got to support our families. It's so important to do that. So, yeah, hey, if you've got a day job, you've got to do that. But if you find time, find five minutes a day to write, five minutes a day to send an email, whatever it is, do it. Be inspired to go, yeah, I am going to do that. And do you know what? Take a risk. Go out on a limb. Contact that producer you thought would never respond to you. Hey, they might be in lockdown now going, hey, that project sounds quite good, actually. All right, send me the script. 
But if you're not ready, if that script's not ready, if your pack's not ready when they say send me it, you better bloody be on it really fast. But why not if you've done the work beforehand? Be ready, be prepared, and work real, real hard. Um, and if you have none of those problems, if you don't have money problems or family issues that you've got to pay for, why the fuck are you not making your film now? You've got your iPhone. You've got a friend with a camera. You've got lights from wherever. You can hire stuff cheaper now. You can get actors that are banging on your door. Go make something now. Don't think you're going to win BAFTAs. Don't worry about that shit. Go make a fucking movie. Step out your comfort zone and be that director, be that producer, be that producer-actor, be that screenwriter-actor. Whatever it is, if you're a combination of all of them, go fucking do it and be proud of what you're doing. Because I tell you what, people will look up to you. People will respect that and give you the job. It doesn't matter if it's not great. It really doesn't. But of course, you want it to be great, of course. But it doesn't have to win BAFTAs. It doesn't have to win all the awards. You just have to put the work in. And and you know what else? Surround yourself with amazing people. I touched on it earlier, but it's so important. Those people who are holding you back, people who are bringing you down, you know who they are. The person who says, oh, I'm not sure it's ready yet. I'm not sure the script's ready. Oh, I don't know if I want to write today. Oh, I'm not sure if I want to shoot today. Fuck those people off right now. Don't have to be mean to them, but look further. Open other doors. It's your career. It's you that needs to be stepping out. It's you that needs to be knocking on the doors. Don't let others hold you back. Please don't let that happen, because I did it for years. Don't let it happen to you. Be proactive. It's your career. You need to do something about it. Because it's all—it's dedication, right? It's game-changing when you do it. I promise you. It really is. Because when you do, things happen for you. Fuck the pressure, yeah? I know people say the pressure's on. But to be the best, you, that pressure has to be there. It doesn't matter how many followers you've got. It doesn't matter... if you've got the best equipment who gives a fuck fuck that shit go make a film yeah get a script find a project you are proud of and there's no competition just other filmmakers who are trying to make a great film as well just other filmmakers who are trying to make the best film possible support them retweet them don't be jealous don't be one of those jealous knobs or envious support them this is what this podcast's about. It's all about supporting each other, supporting you through the hard times, supporting me through the hard times. Tell you what, I've learned so much from all these people from doing this, all these wonderful guests we've had on. I've learned from every single one of them, and hopefully you have too. You know, because I worked my ass off to get the dare made. I worked my ass off, banged on so many doors, worked so hard to get that script ready with Johnny, did everything with Julian to push it forward and get my rip reels ready. And finally, it's coming out in the UK four years after I set foot on that first day on set. Four years later. You think during that time I haven't gone through shit? You think during that time I haven't worried and the pressure was on? Is this good enough? Is it not? All this kind of stuff. Finally, it did the festivals and started doing well. And finally, it came out in, in America and Canada and Hong Kong and Holland. It did amazingly well in cinemas there. And I tell you what, it's not a masterpiece. It's not a BAFTA-winning film. Sure, but I've made a fucking film. It's the dare. I'm proud as fuck of it. It's a really cool horror movie. I'm proud of everyone who worked on it. But it wouldn't have happened if I hadn't have worked my ass off and kept my foot on the pedal and kept grinding away for it now to be actually released on Monday in the UK, my home country. Fuck me, it feels good. And fuck me, I'm proud of it. And fuck me, I'll take the shit, those arseholes, the keyboard warriors who are going to give you shit for your film. Why do they do that? Why do they go down that corridor? Because it's a fucking horror film. Because they fucking do. Deal with it. 
but it's my baby it's my film I'm fucking proud of it and it's out finally and you can do it too surround yourself with the right people put in the work put in the effort you can make it happen for you think creatively think differently think like a filmmaker and go out there and make your fucking film so with that <laughs> I just went on a fucking long rant for you but I mean it I mean it and I'm here to support you and I hope this podcast supports you in any way and I'm allowed to rant at the beginning of this because Klaus and, and myself and Robin McCain we didn't talk for very long so therefore I'm bumping this podcast up with some inspiration for you whether it's just me ranting or not or it is some inspiration if it has made you send that email today I'm over the moon if it has made you call someone up and go hey can you actually read my project brilliant if it has made you send a project or write something today or as an actor sent your showreel to someone aim big aim high fucking go for it people go for it I'll be proud of you so yeah thank you for all your support it means the world um, yeah as you know now the dare is out Monday I'll say it again it's out in the UK Monday everyone and you can watch it wherever you are in the world of course I'm allowed to promote it it's my fucking film and it's my podcast do what I fucking want but exciting news I'm going on set tomorrow today for you because it'll be the first day of the feature film Repeat that I am producing. I can't wait for that to start filming. It's an amazing script, an amazing team. So uh, things can happen in COVID. You can make shit happen. So I'll let you know how that goes. Uh, obviously, Tuesday's episode is the Dare special, um, where I'm getting as many cast and crew who are available to come and join us to chat how we made that movie, or just chat shit, basically, and reminisce about the fun times four years ago, and three years ago, and uh, two years ago, and now, because it's out. So, without further ado, because this has been a long fucking do, here's our episode with the amazing actor Klaus Bang, who stars in The Bay of Silence, which is out now. Go support. It's indie film. Go support him and go support Caroline Goodall who's amazing this is it episode 185 Filmmakers Podcast go make your fucking film people Klaus Bang take it away uh, oh, oh no do you know what I'm going to do first I'm going to play the trailer because I didn't play it during Caroline's episode here's the trailer for The Bay of Silence this is our episode with Klaus Bang enjoy you fucking legends hello mate how are you hey, hey how are you oh the sound yeah, quality is quite good but it's just that I mean everybody wants a different service so it's Zoom it's Squatcast it's FaceTime it's Skype it's like oh for fuck's sake and then yeah. one thing <laughs> then think one thing works with Chrome one thing works with yeah so yeah it's infuriating isn't it and do you it's know what? It, it, as much as it was annoying when you had to do them all in a row in a room you know in a hotel at least you didn't have to worry about any of this shit you know no but you get you get quite good at troubleshooting <laughs> yeah yeah you must do well listen this is the filmmakers podcast where we talk filmmaking it's all filmmakers oh. listen to this we're all filmmakers so we go in depth about how films get made Perfect. obviously we talk we've talked to caroline goodall already um uh, the screenwriter producer and star as well of the movie bay of silence and obviously we wanted to talk to you about your role in this but also you as a performer an actor and you know technically a filmmaker as well you have produced let's jump in straight away with bay of silence then for you can you remember how the project came to you. Can you remember what yeah. your thoughts were on the script? No, I can quite. I clearly, quite clearly remember it. I, I, um, I think what happened was that Caroline saw um, the Palm Door winner that I was in the square, and I think she mm -hmm. thought that I could be right for her movie, and so she sent the script. And I, I remember reading it and thinking, "Whoa, what the fuck is going on here, man? What's happening with this guy? <laughs> and and what's happening with her? Why is?" 
why is she she's totally bonkers and where did that come from so it was like i was just very intrigued by this whole thing of 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 him thinking i've got it's all set and i've got this wonderful wife she's pregnant we're having a child she's got these two kids it's all coming together it's all and then it all falls apart and i was just so curious to find out what the fuck was going on there yeah. and um and i think i could sort of you know just lift that that sort of whole being intrigued by that i could just put that right into the character when we did the movie cuz i mean that's sort of what happens to him he's just standing there and all of a sudden his wife just loses it and goes crazy mm. and takes off with the kids and, and i don't know where they are and it's just that whole very sort of alienated thing there is about cuz he's just I mean, I don't know. How, I've, I've never tried it. I hopefully never will. That you know, your wife just leaves with the kids, and you've got no fucking idea. God, when. Please no. Uh, God no. So, yeah, I'm not sure where you go to try that experience. But uh, no, yeah. no. I think there's there's a few sites now you can pay. You <laughs> well, know, you can pay five to try that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, it, look, aside, I can see totally why you'd get on and uh, get on and do this film. And Caroline is a powerhouse. She's an amazing person as well as a producer yeah. and screenwriter. And she'd written, and basically it was her first screenplay, you know, re- well, you know, one that actually was to move forward and get made is incredible as a debut movie. It's yeah. very well done. It's very, I mean, but it's a very good story, I think. And, and, but I think she did really well in sort of extracting it. I mean, and, and obviously, like it always is, there's so much in the novel that we couldn't find. I mean, there's just always too much in a novel uh, to fit into a movie. So so there was so much that she had. But I think she prioritised it really, really well. And yeah, great job there. Caroline was talking about how in the novel, it's obviously this split perspective. Um, mm-hmm. But she made the decision to sort of put it all on kind of you. So that must have felt like a bit of a burden at first. Really. <laughs> mm, well, I mean, I, I I decided quite early on that I would not read the novel because it's so different. I mean, sometimes it can be very inspiring, but sometimes if you if you've if you've decided to go with a certain way of interpreting, I, I mean, then perhaps it'll actually sometimes it'll fuck with you too. So, so I decided quite early on that I, that, that I probably would not, that would not be anything gained from, from, cause we were so, we're, I mean, in that sense, we're a, a bit away from, from that story and especially mm-hmm. the split perspective thing. And I think what this, I think what we went with here is that this is actually sort of, it is the camera sort of moving with Will all the time to sort of see this is his, this is sort of, you know, a journey into his mind somehow in, into sort of what does it do to a person when everything you thought was right and true all of a sudden turns out to be absolutely nothing you can trust. Um, when you're, when the rug is really pulled from under you. And um, so, no, I didn't think it was a burden in any way. That's just how we, we decided to tell the story. So he's like sort of, you know, your straight shooter. He's very. He's, we, we really tried to make him your your ordinary, decent, hardworking family kind of guy who's just who's just he's just really, really happy with where he is in his life now. He's just got everything he ever hoped for, mm. and 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 then it turns out to be something quite different than 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 he thought it was. So it was playing around with that thing mainly, I think. I think that's what makes it so intriguing and such, you know, why you'd, uh, the script would appeal to you. What is it that 
does make you draw you to certain scripts what is it you look for in a script well um i basically always just look for a good great story if i read something and and it has that element of you know like a good novel it's just when, when it's just a, a page turner where you're like wow far what is this and this definitely has that because it it had that sort of very you just want to fucking find out what's going on here so you just keep i mean that sort of that's that's definitely one thing. Then, obviously, in projects, I, I've, it's also who's a director, who's doing this and that, who are the other actors. I mean, so it's, it's the whole thing. But it's always really the content that, that is the thing that does it for me in, uh, to begin with. Um, and I don't think I would actually ever be taken by anything or with anything if it, it always starts with the content. That's great. It's a great answer. And the same as I imagine working with directors, you've worked with some brilliant directors and you know, God, you've made yeah, some really amazing TV and film. What is it that you take from certain directors? What have you learned? What is a good way for a director to direct an actor? I suppose. Well, I suppose that's as different. I mean, you'll get as many different answers as there are actors in the world, I suppose. Well, I, I think there are actually also for me there i mean because sometimes it's actually sort of really nice just to be told go there stand there do that say that blah 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 and then get the fuck out of the frame um <laughs> but 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 i mean and that's 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 some i mean that's sort of you know that that can be sort of it can be liberating in a way where you're where, where, where you're sort of where the whole thing is set for you and you just need to sort of connect i mean draw the elephant by connecting from one to 91 or something. Do you know what I mean? It, so, mm -hmm. so, so you find your little space in that confinement and that can actually be quite creative as well. And then there's the other way around, which is, which is very much, for instance, Ruben Östlund's uh, way of, I mean, on the day you would, you would just start out saying, so I've written this scene. Now let's try and just block it the way I've written it. Um, and you sort of say the words and then he starts to say, hey, listen, let's try and see what happens if we do. And then you are allowed to do a lot of improv and and work around it. And, and what's interesting is that you almost with him end up with the same structure that the scene has in what he's written. But you sort of sometimes get to it in a different way. But that's but he is very much um, about this very authentic thing where he does. He, he, he's. He's trying to get you to somewhere where you don't produce anything, you don't act, you don't actually, you just let, you just, this instrument that the music just flows through in a way. And, mm -hmm. and, and perhaps that is my ideal way of, I really like, I really like that because it, it, it's just, it almost became, with him, it almost became a drug, even if he does like 70 takes. It's just like, you just want more of it because at one point, it's as if you stop wanting the scene to be anything. It's, it's as if the scene is just actually taking you where it wants to go. And it's almost like, I mean, to be on that journey with the other actors, with it, I mean, it's, it's as if it's something that happens in the, in the, in the whole room that you're in. Mm. It's just, uh, that was just really, 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 really cool. Um, yeah, but, The but Square was fantastic movie yeah absolutely i'm so fantastic. so so proud of that movie and mm. just to just knowing that i was allowed to do something like that it's just fucking insane and i could just hang it up right there and say well i've done my bit now it's fine i'll, I'll 
and 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 but yeah, I mean, I've proven also, to the world I can do this. Yeah, and had yeah, a but time. also, yeah, but but also, it's not just about proving it. It's also about. I mean, I think what makes me quite proud is that I mean, it was obviously coincidence that he needed someone like me and luck. But I'm very proud that I actually had what he needed in order to make his film. And and as it is an auteur thing, and it's very much his. It's a product of him to sort of sort of pick his brain or whatever you do and find out exactly what do I, what do I, what do you need from me in order to make this the way you want? I mean, to sort of be able to deliver on that makes me immensely proud really that Mm. I, that I sort of was able to connect with it in a way so I could actually provide him with, with what he needed for his movie. Um, Yeah, that's, uh, but I mean, I do think, I mean, in terms of, I mean, but but sometimes it's also it can be the antidote. It can also be actually on this film that I am where I'm that I'm doing right now with Robert Eggers and the Northman, and the Northman. He's um, he's bringing the actors on set much later than Ruben. I mean, he's he's um, he's almost. I mean, he's very he's. Is it choreographing the action beforehand and then bringing you? Yes, on? a little bit. I mean, he's 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 got a quite clear idea of how of what it needs to be and look like, and 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 that's also been decided because he's he's working everything with with his DP, and and sort of deciding this is this is how it's going to play out, and this is how. So so that's sort of a little bit the other way around, but that's also quite fulfilling because then because then then the creativity just. You need you need to find that somewhere else. You need to sort of say, okay, so this is this is a space I'm allowed to work in, and then that that confinement also sets something free. Because um, I think sometimes, I mean, it can also be that if everything is allowed and there are absolutely, if there's no field to play on, you you sort of have no idea. Well, oh, oh, so what are what are my restrictions here? I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. I I actually always think that restrictions and confinement can be a good thing because it's sort of it's sort of the walls that you bound, bounce off or something. Does that, mm. if that makes sense? Totally. Yeah, I think yeah. it's important that directors and filmmakers do give you the boundaries. I like that. Yeah. But also to give you the freedom to play within that. So you yeah. know, you're like a child, like these are the rules. These, don't try Ex- not to push past that line, but yeah. you still might, you know? Yeah. Let's try it. Yeah. Yeah. Test, testing all the time, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so that, I think that can be, that can be also very liberating. So it's really, it's all kinds, but it's, it's, it's obviously a different task every time and it's a different person and it's a different way of telling a story. And there's no way that you could tell the story that we're telling in Northman with how Ruben directs things because this is so much more... This needs... A conf- I think this needs a very tight frame and, and, and it has also like sort of a... Um, it has a, a there's almost a, a, an, an element of sort of almost fairy tale or saga or adventure about it, almost a little bit like Dracula, which is also larger than life, and it, it's got a it's like a heightened reality, isn't it? Mm. So, and this has also that that element in a way, and you can't go about that in the way you go about, for instance, the naturalism of Bay of Silence or or the Square or Burned Orange Heresy. I mean, you you need there needs you need a, a slightly tighter grip on things like that in order to get that 
elevated thing, I think. The Northman is very much based on the Danish, old, old ancient Danish story um, about Prince Hamlet, the one that Shakespeare found and was inspired to write Hamlet from. Um, and it's actually, the original story was written in the 1100s-ish uh, by a guy called Saxo in Denmark. And and um, and it takes place sort of in the ninth or tenth century, so it is a Viking era kind of thing, which this is also. So so we sort of kept it where it is originally set, and Shakespeare moved it till the fourteenth, fifteenth century, or something like that. Which is fascinating. Do you find that, like, say he he sort of found you on on this project, which is really nice. Do you like that when directors? Uh, producers come and seek you out for roles or do you yeah, like of course. to yeah i mean for them no right, okay no no of <laughs> course i mean that is that's just an immediate energy you can just tap right into if someone see if someone's seen something that you've done and they phone you and they say i think i mean i've written this this is a product of what i mean blah blah, blah and we think you'd be right for this then you're sort of like oh my i mean that you're already so many miles ahead of of mm. of yourself because i mean they they've seen they i must assume they've seen stuff there that's that they need for this so it's just it's 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 really i don't have to prove anything it's not that i have yeah. to convince them that i'm that i'm right for this it's so that i think that's really liberating and that's really something you can just settle right into and just say okay my god so you think there's something here that's right it's just up to me now to sort of be the perfect instrument and find out which courts you want out of me this time. That's great. And I, I suppose the, um, cause you have produced now, what is, what did you bring to that and what would you like to do more of in terms of producing and creating stuff? It's yourself? not so much a thing that I'm actually, I think on this, Olga and I were executive producers because Caroline sort of wanted to, bring us into the family somehow it was like sort of saying okay let's let's do this together so that we sort of developed this with her and and paula as well so it was more that sort of energy that's that's um so i'm not actually i i i i mean this came about for this one and that was great and and it was sort of a way of inviting us into that into to to the bear of silence world yes yes okay. but but i but i'm not actually looking for stuff to produce or direct or anything i don't have that so i mean i think i'm i am where i want to be with with the acting that's that's probably my thing it's not so i don't i, I can't be the boss of anybody i'll just be an idiot if i was i'd probably be on t- unbearably enormously annoying to be around I, I i couldn't do that well that's that's really good to know though it's good that you know that because a lot of actors do do that and they probably are very annoying around you know directors and producers who do do this for a living so it's good that you're setting your boundaries hence you know it like like you like to be in the film world as well when you're acting it's yeah you know, but it's like i i um it's not really something i, I don't ever have that dream or or I, I might have, you know, sometimes a, a, an idea for a story that sort of pops up and then I try to write a little mm-hmm. bit and then I get stuck and then it sort of never really goes any further than that. But I mean, 
so that's that's I think I think I am where I I I ship and want to be and and I mean but I'm not I mean if all of a sudden I might get the urge or the need to do it I I I've, I won't stand in my own way but it's not there right now fine you're doing brilliantly well as an actor you know you so why would you at the moment as well you know in the terms of the tv you've done the affair dracula you're amazing in these roles your career's going from strength to strength yeah i was just wondering like what what sort of different approach do you take to to tv as opposed to film when you're on a set mm, well it's not for me it's not that different there's a scene and there's a director and there's a camera and there's light and there's i mean so I mean, no, but I mean, for me, the difference is probably more acting in front of a camera or on stage. Um, obviously, well, I've been quite lucky to do some quite cool productions TV-wise, which has had um, a fair amount of money, which allows for a fair amount of shooting time. Because sometimes I think, I mean, the big difference can be that you are in a in a hurry when you're shooting television these days mm. um and you don't get i mean you don't get the chance to sort of investigate or work around a scene as much as you probably do on film um but but i haven't actually it's not been so bad because i mean especially the affair and dracula were really really cool projects with the with the time we had the time on our hands that we needed i thought to to um get the best out of the material. Yes, yeah, so I'd say for me, the big difference is more doing something to a camera or doing something to a live audience. Yeah. That's great and great answer. Um, this has been brilliant, Klaus. Thank you so much for Thank your Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, and my and God, it's exactly two o'clock. I know. <laughs> We're bang on time. Bang on. Perfect. Klaus, you're, you're amazing. Bear Sounds is fantastic. You're brilliant in it. Thank you. Thank you so much. So there you have it. That was the amazing Klaus Bang. The Bay of Silence is out now. Go support indie film. Go watch it. It's it's brilliant. I really enjoyed it and some amazing performances, not just from Klaus and Caroline, but also Brian Cox and Olga Kurilenko as well. Uh, join us on Tuesday uh, for our very special The Dare special uh, where we talk about how we made the dare so come join us then we will see you next tuesday remember you can go make your indie film you can make it happen uh, go out there be productive rise to the fucking top and don't let anyone tell you you can't do it and when you get there send that elevator back down little bastards <laughs> uh, follow us and tweet us at filmmakers pod on twitter give us some retweet love and also we are now on instagram we are on instagram instagram as the filmmakers podcast go follow us there Go follow us there, you legends. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been amazing. You're amazing. Uh, Stay safe, everyone. Stay safe. Yeah, you too. Bye.